The unfolding of the word of God gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. You're welcome to the Noobs GK USD Local Podcast. Prepare your hearts to be blessed as you listen to the word that is spirit and life. Nurturing the youth for effective ministry in Christ. Nurturing the youth for effective ministry in Christ. And you know, throughout the year, we are dealing with nurturing or what you call discipling. That has been the major theme of the church in order that everybody will become like Christ. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you again that we are here to listen to your word, not mine. We pray that you will speak through me to your people. Touch every heart, O God. Touch every mind. Let your word bring healing. Let your word bring deliverance. Let it bring restoration in the name of Jesus. Let your word calm every troubled heart in the name of Jesus. Let your word redeem us from the pit of hell into the kingdom of your dear son and of the light. Be present, O God. And let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto you, O my God and my Redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, if you are here, just give the Lord some club offering. You are all most welcome to today's service. And I am privileged to be the mediator to whom God will speak his word. Amen. Now, when we are talking about nurturing, then we are talking about discipling. Bringing people up. For a particular task, with a particular goal, with a particular assignment, to fulfill certain things. So we know that if I want to become the president of Ghana, then I will have to fashion my life in a certain way. Hallelujah. So if I want to be a lawyer, I will not just go into reading biochemistry. I will go and read law. You understand? But because I thought I was going to mix, you know, some chemicals, I was learning biochemistry, and now I'm learning how to mix the word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, give the Lord some club offering. But we do all those things in preparation for what we want to do. But suffer me to say that we don't prepare for what God wants us to do and how God would want us to come. So I shared a story of a town that said that in, the, in those days there were no king and so everybody does what pleases him or her. And so because they had no king, they were doing what they liked. But they wanted to have a king. But one family was wise. They associated with a particular kinship family and realized that if they want their family to be chosen as the royal family in the community, then they have to intentionally intentionally nurture their children and their family to know how to talk in public, how to dress, how to walk, and how not to mingle with the ordinary people and to do the gymnastics everybody is doing. So within a few months, their family became a different family, say a different family. The way they talk, the way they behave, when people are fighting, 
that that family's children will never because they had a mindset they, they, they were engineered they were wired to possess something say to possess something they were wired to become something and so they were nurtured and that is why today we are looking at nurturing the youth for effective ministry let's take our bible reading from first thessalonians our main passage from chapter 2 verses 7 to 14 First Thessalonians chapter 2, reading from verses 7 to 14. Are you there? As for human, as apostles of Christ, we certainly had a right to make some demands of you, but instead we were like children among you. Or we were like a mother feeding and caring for her own child. Underline the word mother feeding, caring. We were like a mother feeding and caring for her own child. We loved you so much, underline that word. We loved you so much that we shared with you not only the good news, but our own lives. Tell your neighbor, our own lives also need to be shared. Don't you remember, dear brothers and sisters, how hard we worked among you? Night and day we told to earn a living so that we would not be a burden to any of you as we preach God's good news to you. You yourselves are our own witnesses. Say witnesses. And so is God that we were devote and honest and faultless toward all of you. Say devote. Oh, honest. Faultless. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, respond, respond, respond. And you know that we treated each of you as a father. Say father. As a father treat his own children, we pleaded with you, encouraged you, and urged you to live your lives in a way that God would consider you worthy. For he called you to share in his kingdom and glory. Tell your neighbor, he called you to share in his kingdom and glory. Therefore, we never stop thanking God that when you received his message from us, you didn't think of our own words as mere human ideas. You accepted what we said as the word of God, which of course it is. And this word continues to work in you who believe. And then, dear brothers and sisters, you suffered persecution for your own countrymen. In this way, you imitated the believers in God's church in Judea who became who because of their belief in Christ Jesus suffered from their own people, the Jews. Tell your neighbor, you suffered persecution. Oh, I can't hear you. You suffered persecution. Let me take one other passage. When I start, we cannot read passages because we are going to rattle. Tell your neighbor, we are going to rattle. Ephesians chapter 4. I'll read from 7 and I'll jump and it will be moving. However, he has given each one of us a special gift. Tell your neighbor, a special gift. He has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scripture says, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd captive and gave gifts to his people. Now let's move to 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people. Say equip. 
equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God the Son that we will be matured in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Say we will no longer be twisted by lies. Now, when we are talking about nurturing the youth for the work of ministry or for effective ministry, you need to understand that when we are talking about ministry, then we are talking about the work of the people of God. Ministry denotes the service in which the people of God is called. This means that it can hardly be limited to a people called the clergy or the pastors. I'm saying that ministry is what? It is the work of God that all of us, the people of God, have been called. Tell your neighbor, ask your neighbor, are you a child of God? Are you among the people of God? So are you in ministry or you are not? Now, you realize that this ministry is contrary, the definition is contrary to the understanding and our general concept of ministry in which we make a distinction between those in color and those who are not in color. And so we call those in color the clergy or the priest, right? And we call those who are sitting and listening to me, the laity, forgive me for moving, as if they are ignorant. And so some pastors see the lady as if they have nothing. But I came to surprise you that this definition of ministry is not from my own mind. It is from the scriptures and as Presbyterian. That is why we open up the Bible. When you read the New Testament understanding of priesthood, in 1 Peter 2.9, the Bible said that you are a chosen generation, a royal Priesthood. That word royal priesthood is what we call Laos, the people of God. It is that same word we have delayed today. That means that along the way, somewhere, somehow, the definition of laity changed. People began to see the ministry as a position rather than service. So because they saw it as a position, they gave us the idea as if if you were laity, you are not a child of God and you are not in ministry. But I came to announce to you, God is telling you, you are the lowest of God. The laity are the people of God. They are the priests of God. Hallelujah. I'm giving you a foundation and I'll end so that next time when you call me, we will continue. Hallelujah. Then in the same New Testament, it used another word for priest, Hierus. The word priest, if you read through the New Testament, in the beginning you will see that they have the priests of the synagogue, those who used to offer sacrifices. So they are priests of the Gentiles. They are called hierarchs. They are priests because they offer sacrifices. But when we transition after the death of Christ, the Bible said the curtains was torn. And so there was no need for any sacrifice. And so the believer who are the Laos, the people of God, the God-chosen people, they have become a living sacrifice. Tell your neighbor, I am a living sacrifice. And so the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 12 that we should do what? We should do what? What did he say we should do? 
We should offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, a living. So by virtue of that, when you read through the New Testament, I will give you some references very soon. You will realize that the priests, when they use the word priest, it also connotes the people of God, which is also late. So in the understanding of the New Testament, with the church in mind and in the context, there is no distinction between the Laos, the late, and the Hierus, the clergy or the priest. Tell your neighbor there is no distinction. But from the second scripture reading in Ephesians 4, the Bible says that there are people who are specially ordained. So what I propose in the church, if the laity are the people of God and they are the same people who are the priests of God because no one person offers sacrifice for us. If you are not a priest of God, then your prayer cannot be answered because you cannot offer a sacrifice. But because we are all the people of God, when we are baptized in the New Testament, our basic ordination to be a priest of God is to be a baptized. And when I talk about baptism, I'm not talking about we pouring water in you or dipping water in you. But Paul says that the baptism, Peter said, the baptism we receive is not a washing away, but a pledge of conscience. A pledge unto God. That baptism is what I'm talking about. Some of you, you have received water baptism, but I came to tell you, you are not baptized. Because you have not pledged. And so, when we pledge our lives as a living sacrifice, the New Testament begins to tell us, immediately from your baptism, you become a priest unto God. Tell your neighbor, I am a priest unto God. That means that there is no distinction now. So what happened in Ephesians chapter 4 that some pastors used to intimidate you is that apart from the basic definition or the basic ordination that makes all of us priests of God, there is what we call the special ordination. Tell your neighbor, special ordination. I am giving you this foundation so that later you continue studying about nurturing. Hallelujah. Also, we can continue it today. Now, this special ordination is what we choose among the laity, the Laos, the people of God, or the priests. We give people special assignment to facilitate the general ministry of all of us. And so the Apostle Paul said that the pastors, the preachers, the apostles, let me tell you, Apostle Paul was not saying the list was conclusive. It is just example like the gift. When he listed them, if you said they are nine gifts, you don't understand the Bible. The list you see in the Bible are never exhaustive. He was giving an example. So Paul was saying that the special ministries we have, the executives, as we have in Nubji, and then when we come to PCG in context, the pastors, they are a special people to facilitate this ministry. The reason why I'm telling you is that now that you understand that in the context of the Bible, all of us are supposed to be the people of God doing ministry, then these people that the God has chosen and specially ordained are supposed to nurture us. Tell your neighbor, nurture. They are supposed to facilitate the ministry you are called into. So I am a banker. I am a lawyer. I am a judge. I don't know how to appropriate the ministry into the setting. Then the people, the specially ordained people, they have gone to study how can a banker do ministry while serving? How can a lawyer do ministry? So they equip us. I cannot waste my time. I cannot leave my banking work because the church also needs money to go to theology, to go to Trinity to study for three years. And so they 
they go there, we give them special assignment to study the Bible, understand it better. They explain it to you, then you appropriate it into your ministry. That is facilitation. So by so doing, they are nurturing you. It presupposes that if you have been in the church for all these years and you tell me I have nothing to do, then there is a mistake. Tell your neighbor there is an error. There is an error when you are in the church for so a long time and you are supposed to be nurtured as at this time and by this time Paul is saying you ought to be teachers but you are still drinking milk. Did you hear that? Paul said by this time you ought to be teachers but you are still drinking milk. You will be in this campus for three years, for two years, for one year. You'll be going with your master's, your degree, your whatever, and then you'll be going to the hospital, the bank to work. After three years, there's a degree. How long have you been a Christian? This sermon is a facilitation. I am equipping you. When we come to meetings, I'm equipping you. But the problem is that meetings now, it equips and nurtures us. We don't go. Prayer meeting, I won't go. Bible studies, I won't go. Teaching service, I won't go. How do you expect to be nurtured and be equipped for the work of the ministry? But I come to tell you, God is going to judge you. God is going to ask you if you do not avail yourself to be nurtured. It is high time. When you hear no meeting, you run. Some of you go home, you don't see your YPG. You can do well. You don't go for a white meeting, meeting, and you may sorry one call, teaching service on call. You are not availing yourself. You are wasting the graces God has called those special ministries. But this year, our team is nurturing the youth for effective ministry. I charge you. I recommend for you. Open up your spirit. Let us go through this nurturing. The trainings are all up. Various books the church house. But because you and I will not go for meetings... You will not be equipped. And it will be painful. I met one lady after training college. She came to my village. Now we want to give this lady to do liturgy. After going through Numji for four years, liturgy, nurse, or something to me, yeah. Four years in Numji. What were you doing? Were you not watching? Let me tell you, you are not free. The Bible says we are the priests of God. You better allow yourself to be nurtured. That is why I don't play with Numji. When they call me in the dawn, I'll come. Even if Menada, Meyerasona, they call me, I'll come. Because Numji has given me this opportunity. They have invested so much in me. I was going for every meeting and they thought we were mad. Going for Numji meeting doesn't mean you fail. I read by chemistry. In UCC by chemistry, you do a project work in level 300 and in level 400. In all these things, I was a school coordinator. In my final year, I was a Numji president. Don't tell me Numji is causing your GPA to go down. Don't tell me that. I did two project work in UCC before I completed school. I was a school coordinator. I was a Numji president. And this is the benefit. I went through the system and so the system nurtured me. It is my prayer this morning that you will avail yourself to go through this system that God is raising a new generation, a breed. Now, have you not realized that pastors are not respected just because of the color, but by their influence, by their experience with God and by the nature they handle the word of God? The definition is changing. The people of God are not the people in color, but they are the people who can effectively handle the word of God without shame. God is calling you this morning. Will you answer to be nurtured 
to be used for him. Father, we thank you this morning for inviting us to participate in your own ministry. That we will share in your glory and your kingdom. That we will no longer be tossed by the popular waves. We are grateful, Lord, for coming into our midst this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.